0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fully recognized her, knew it was her. That was just wonderful. It couldn't have been better. I felt like I just found love. I have the translator app here. Um. Uh, I'm glad to <laughs> I ran at Last to me. Da da da. She she says. Finally, at last, we meet. <laughs> Episode of Everyone's Business with Mine with me, Kara Berry. (laughs) If I sound a little pained, I am, I admittedly am. I told you guys uh, maybe like a month ago that I have been uh, doing Ramona Singer and Avery Singer's workouts. And now they put them on IGTV, so they usually only do them on Saturdays and Sundays, so you have to, like, catch them either live, which I usually do, or, like, you know, within that 24-hour period, but now they're doing it on IGTV, so I did the first one that they posted. (laughs) My legs hurt so bad. Oh, my gosh. They're actually done by... Um, they do them with, uh, actual like professional trainers and, and, you know, people who do workouts. So this one was with a, a woman who works out at Berries, or she's like a Berries coach. So I'm in pain. I'm in pain (laughs) so anyway let's get into 90 day fiance this was kind of a bit of a dud for me I think I feel like they're trying to wrap up stories we're obviously coming close to the end of the season so there are a lot of stories I feel like we usually get like five or six but um yeah this was a lot and let's just start you guys know I like to start with uh you know the most boring and save the best for last so let's get to Tom and Darcy like to the powers that be at TLC, like, I understand you guys had to, you know, finish a story up or whatever, but we, we don't need Tom. Why is he still getting airtime? I would rather see more of Yolanda trying to act like she doesn't know that, uh, V. Williams is Nigerian than to watch any more of Tom. Boring. So, so boring. He meets up with a friend whose name is Hammy. H-A-M-M-Y. Um, Tom is wearing a leather jacket that's zipped up all the way like a freaking loser. Um, he tells Hammy that things with Darcy haven't gone over very well. Um, you know, he was talking about like his attempts to have a chat with her and how, she, how immature she was being. And how he went to Connecticut to give her this letter and blah, blah, blah. And Hammy's like, I mean... I'm only really talking about Tom because Hammy actually made some sense and he, you know, Hammy's like, oh, you know, and Darcy was also upset with me because she found out that I was actually talking to this other woman. And Hammy's like, dude, close the door with Darcy before getting into another relationship and stop with the back and forth with Darcy if you are actually like this new woman, Shannon, then, then stop with the push and pull. Like, stop bullshitting Darcy. Like, he says that Tom's uh, nickname is actually Chameleon, which has to be true because he's always presenting some sort of moving into these lifestyles that clearly he does not belong in. These circles that he clearly doesn't belong in. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, thank God for Hammy, right? Then we get a a scene with Darcy at home. She's doing face masks with her daughters. Um, One of the daughters looks like Raquel from Vanderpump Rules, the older one. I don't know. Um, What are their names? like. Aspirin? Ankle? I don't really know. Um, Darcy puts a face mask on with a full face of makeup, by the way. (laughs) I truly love her. Um, And Ankle and Aspirin ask... You know, they say, oh, mom, you look like Barbie, but, like, where's your Ken? Ooh, the shade. Uh, they, yeah, I mean, Darcy's, you know, just doing her, her same thing called empower- under the name of empowerment. Like, I'm working on it. I'll find that man for me. I'll have this, like, romantic fantasy one day. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, yeah, that's basically it. Tom leaves New York for Canada to go meet his next... Mark, and he's wearing a button-down shirt with a silver. You can only see it because as he's packing in the hotel, he's um. Re- you can see the reflection of like the mirrored uh closet or mirrored um. What do you call it? <sighs> Whatever you call it, the the wardrobe. There's a wardrobe that's got a mirror on it, and you can see in the reflection that the back of his shirt is actually like a silver sequined skull, like from his shoulder blades to like the mid like a huge silver skull like bro where are you going are you chris angel like come on dude anyway he says he's doing a whole like adele realness like i'm gonna find somebody new and wish nothing but the best for darcy okay bye toodles pip pip cheerio i hope we never see him again and speaking of people who we don't need to see again like there's a show called find love live that has been airing for a couple weeks i refuse to watch it it seems like the concept is that you're um broadcasting live from your tv and then people can either call in or tweet in or some sort of interaction to uh communicate with this person and last week's contestant if you want to call it that was none other than jesse of darcy and jesse why are we trying to make jesse happen why nobody wants this man he's psychotic he's not even that good looking and he's a weirdo like he's just he's just as bad as ash with these like empowerment speeches and like oh you should live the best life blah 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 all of these like just bullshit things platitudes that you just spout out because it sounds right and like motivating but it's like i don't want to hear that what are you 12 like come on dude Ugh, please um let's go to speaking of ash avery and ash So, they're in a hotel the next day. They have made up. They're sharing a hotel room together. Of course, Ash takes every opportunity to be shirtless on camera. This time, he's naked, fresh out of the shower, hasn't even, like, fully... It seems like he may have put, like, some body oil on him, but he's also not fully fully even dry. So, you can see, like, he's dripping from the shower. Like, ugh, gross, dude. Come on. Like, he has got a nice body, but it's, like... Nobody wants to see that from you, Ash. Uh, He's blinking away at Avery at the end of the bed. And you can see that clearly things are still awkward between them. But, um, you know, of course, Avery has to bring up the conversation that she had with Sion the day before. And she's like, you know, I did talk to Sion about Taj coming to America. And I feel like this was not really what she said, which was very typical of... Um, you know, I, obviously like Sion is going to have a problem with Taj being moved all the way to America, but, um, this was something very different than what you presented to me. And Ash says that, you know, oh, you know, I was just trying to find the positivity and Avery's like, okay, well, there's a difference between like not living in the negative and not being realistic. Like, come on, like You can be positive all you want, but if it's at the detriment of you being honest, then like, I would rather you just be honest with me. And Ava says, you know, or excuse me, Ash actually says, uh, well, you know, honestly, the truth, the real truth is that Sian was okay with Taj moving to America, but over time she kind of like changed her tune, changed her opinion on that. And, you know, she's not as okay about it. Avery proposes a, a kind of compromise and says, you know, Taj is only nine years old. It's not really a good time for you to like not be in his life. This is like a very critical time. So maybe for the time being, it would be best if you just come to America for like three months at a time. And then you spend most of your time in Australia with Taj and Ash completely agrees with that. And Uh, yeah, I mean, it was probably the most mature conversation that they've had that we've seen. And Avery says as much like, you know, this is actually a productive conversation that we were able to have. And she also brings up the fact that Sion said that they only divorced a year ago. And remember, Sion said the, the reason for that was just because they were on good terms. There was really no like hurry to do it. They honestly were not trying to, um, like, get back together or anything like that. So Avery's, you know, being a little bit tricksy and said, hey, you know, like, I talked to Sian about it, and she said that you guys only got divorced a year ago. And Ash basically says the same thing that Sian said, which is there just was no rush. And I didn't want to tell you this because I didn't want it to seem like, oh, we were actually trying to get back together we were talking to each other honestly we had been separated for a long time and Avery says that's fine I trust you that's actually what Sion said too but if you had just been honest with me from the beginning and if you had said this right from jump like I would have been fine with that and I want you to like trust that I and I thought that was a completely mature thing to say like you don't have to go off on him about this, but yeah, it is fair to say, like, you know, I could have handled this, like, and I wish that you would, would have given me the chance to do that. That was basically the end of them. They went to go skip rocks with Taj in a park, um, Ash clipped, <laughs> talks to Taj, like, he doesn't really see him that much so he's like oh remember that time where we did that one thing i remember a time we did that one thing like he's obviously trying to start the conversation but he's not like letting them have just like a natural rapport with each other like he's trying to be like hey remember that time that we hung out together and i was a good father like remember that time rather than just like having letting the conversation flow naturally but i don't know that that was basically it avery you know is still very concerned about their future, and she's concerned, you know. Like, I thought that I was gonna be leaving this country engaged, and now I'm just not even sure if the K1 is in our future right now. That was basically it. Um, let's go to Ed and Rose. Well, really, just Ed. <laughs> He's still flip flopping around the resort, but he goes back to the room to have a talk with Rosemary. But of course, when he gets in there, he realizes that all her shit is gone. She bounced. He starts to cry. (laughs) And he keeps exhaling, like pacing around the room and exhaling like a weirdo. Like, I'm going to try and do it without like blasting your eardrums. But he goes, (laughs) And yeah, he's just like really upset. Like she didn't even say goodbye to me, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if he really knew that she was gone or not. Um, because obviously production knew. So I, I just wonder if like they really just kept that from him or if there were like two sets of production, one that went off to the airport with Rose and one that stayed with Ed. I don't know, but I I was really curious as to whether or not he actually knew that she had left prior to entering the hotel room. Um, he is trying so hard to like, (sighs) like, give us this, like, oh, I'm, I just dedicated my whole life to my daughter, and now that I finally went out on a limb to try and find love, and I really thought this was gonna work, and now my poor little heart is broken, and woe is me, like, oh, I really did this at the detriment of my relationship with my daughter, blah, 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 I'm like, well, it wasn't just you finding love, it was you... Finding love with a woman who is significantly older, younger than her. Like, his daughter's 28. Um, Rose is only 23. I think it's you flying across the world to go try and have sex, really, with this 23-year-old girl. <laughs> that, that is the issue. And the fact that, like, I don't even think he told her about Rose Until he was about to leave. Like, all of this is a problem that you have created. Like, the fact that you have not communicated correctly with your daughter, I'm sure she would not have a problem with you being in a relationship. She's a 28-year-old woman. And if she did, that's kind of her problem. (laughs) Like, really? Um, I'm sure your daughter wanted you to be happy. I think she probably just felt that it was weird that you found some girl on Facebook and wanted to, like, blow up their dynamic in order for you to, like, get laid. And I, we all know how he's been treating Rose, so to act like he is the long-suffering poor guy who, like, has never, you know, like, all, all of this is a situation of your own making. Like, he acts like Rose owes him for being single this whole time like everything was just supposed to fall into place because he made the decision to wait and that's not how it works and that's not Rose's responsibility and if you to act like his heart has been broken when you treated Rose like garbage like a child like some sort of heathen that's your loss and the fact that you don't have any perspective on like i didn't treat this woman with respect as even on like a human level not even like on a romantic i want you to be my wife level like even as a person from one adult to the other you did not treat her white so this is your fault dude like and i hope that now he's got some perspective on that um, now I'm going to talk about Yolanda and Williams. Like I said, they're just trying to wrap up these stories, right? It's been a few weeks. Yolanda and her winged eyeliner are sitting on the couch with her, you know, matching coffee cup. And she's talking about how, like, you know, all of the situation with Williams is hard to accept because I had been planning a future with him. She still really wants to know... And says that she's reached out to Williams. She said that she hadn't heard back from him. Um, So she texts like, oh, I haven't heard from you. And he texts back, oh, I'm so hurt. I'm in pain. I'm feeling broken because my aunt passed away. Yada, yada, yada. And then she says, well, now I know why you don't want to FaceTime with me. Meaning I found out that these pictures that you sent me were, you know, stock photos from some dude in the country in the world and um then he gets mad and tries to flip the script on Yolanda and say well how do I know what you look like how do I know that you're not catfishing me (laughs) so he sends her she sends him rather a selfie a bathroom selfie of her and says you know like I don't care what you look like just send me a picture of you like I just want to know I want to see the real you and no response producers ask uh, if she mentioned the blackmail the fact that this person had emailed her saying oh I've got these nude pictures of you uh, and and you better like give me money she said no (laughs) why would that not be why would that not be something you bring up like she okay okay I know this is not real right but like this is why you gotta have a tighter story than this woman (laughs) you have to have a tighter story and it's got to be it doesn't make sense that if, if this person was real and if these situations were real then you're damn right I would bring up the fact that hey guy that I'm in a relationship with um somebody email me saying that they found pictures of me and want to get money for me, which is illegal, by the way, I think it's illegal in most states, um, revenge porn, why would you not bring that up? Why are you acting like, oh, I have to tread so lightly with this guy because I'm in love with him or I'm in love with the person that I'm talking to. It, It doesn't make any sense. It really, really doesn't. She's still going on about, um, you know, just how, like, until I'm 100% sure that this is fake, I'm still in love with him. I still have feelings for him. And, you know, love can really get to you and I love to be in love, blah, blah, blah. Love yourself, girl. Love yourself enough to not go on national television and try to act like you're a complete idiot who doesn't know how to use the internet like come on she needs to be grounded can any of her six children that are living with her uh t- change the wi-fi password take her iphone away get this woman a jitterbug she does not deserve internet privileges To see a man. Who is clearly Nigerian. Like wouldn't. okay. Even if you were really of the belief. Like wouldn't it be strange to you. That like all of a sudden. He's not wanting to talk to you. Since you found out about these pictures. All of a sudden. Like the communication. Has gone from like basically zero. From you guys talking every day. Doesn't that seem weird to you. (laughs) Doesn't that seem weird. That like every time you bring up the fact that maybe he's not who he says he is that he either ghosts or freaks out on you and now you guys haven't spoken but a handful of times in a matter of like four to six weeks like shouldn't that be message enough that he's trying that he's faking if you, he- i mean it's so hard to talk about this because we all know that this is actually fake but whatever anyway i i can't talk about yolanda anymore <laughs> um let's go to erica and stephanie another wrap-up of the relationship and their storyline stephanie goes back to adelaide she was in port augusta which is erica's hometown but after the fight where she broke the plate and put a bun on the floor she went back to adelaide because she's flying out from there back home and she's only in australia for like two more days um but she wanted to she reached out to erica and said i want to meet with you before i leave so she and erica go out for coffee in adelaide erica enters in like a bad bitch she is o-v-e-r over it not trying to have this conversation with stephanie um and so, so erica shows up stephanie apologizes says she doesn't want to leave on a bad note and Erica says frankly there have been a lot of apologies between us and things have been really weird and I don't know how we can leave on good terms because this whole thing has been such a mess Erica says makes a great point she's like you know I took the step of coming out to my parents because I thought this was going to be a real thing And I think that that's really shitty that, like, you're not taking stock of that fact. And I've been an open book with you. You, she, she, she just killed it. She just absolutely killed it. She goes on to say, um, Stephanie says all she can do is apologize and that she has these crazy insecurities and jealousy issues that clearly she needs to work out. Correct. But Erica countered by saying, I was completely open with you about all of my things. Like Stephanie keeps bringing up the fact she's like, you know, you have all these friends that you've hooked up with, blah blah blah, which I don't even think is true. And even if it was, as Erica says, all of these things were things that you knew before you came here. So uh, if you had all if you knew that you had all these jealousy problems and insecurity issues. Those are the things you should have taken the time to figure out before you hopped on a plane to come here. Queen shit. Ugh. Um so basically that was the end of their scene together. Um except for <laughs> they did a two person interview. Um so it's Erica and Stephanie sitting together and Erica's like, you know, frankly I just don't give a shit anymore. And I want to forget this happened, but unfortunately I can't because all of my parents know, both my parents know, my friends all know about it. And so I'm going to have to like, go back and now talk to them about how this ended. And Stephanie's like, well, you know, I have to be upset all by myself because I didn't tell anybody I'm still in the closet, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, Stephanie walks away and says that she wished that the trip went differently um, with the person that she fell insanely in love with, but it's over. Um, Erica's back at her house. She's unpacking and you can tell that she's very upset because she's only wearing like a hoodie dress with a unicorn and a lightning bolt and a dinosaur shooting lasers out the eyes. But it's like pretty understated for her, frankly. (laughs) And she's not even wearing like matching earrings. So that's how you know. It's real. Yeah. She goes in the living room to talk to her mom. And Erica says she feels like Stephanie was really playing with her feelings. And she just feels very frustrated by this. And her mom tells her, you know, what we would all tell her was that Erica has a beautiful spirit. And things are absolutely going to work out for her later. I think Erica should move to America? L.A. maybe? Maybe New York or even like Portland, live your best life, girl, or even move to like London or even just like a bigger town in Australia. I think she would truly thrive and I hope nothing but the best for her. Uh, Let's get to David and Lana. (laughs) So it opens up on them embracing in that um, square that they met each other. And then we get a flashback to 24 hours earlier with Lana. So she's, you know, up in the gym working on her fitness. She's 28, allegedly. Uh, Lana says she loves makeup and she can't wait to go to America to try all the best stuff. And a producer asks her to talk about her previous relationships. Lana says that she hasn't really had very many in the past and that she's never been married or even engaged because she hasn't found a man that's worthy of that. So then we see, <laughs> we see the pictures that David posted on the website. I guess these are pictures that David, uh, the pictures that Lana saw of David. And I mean, if you have guys have been on a dating website, an app, you, you know, the drill with these older men that try to act like they're younger and these, po- they post these pictures that are clearly from the nineties And say That they're like 30 I mean this man Come on I mean he's A significant weight and age difference From where he is now I mean it's like Textbook trying to act like he's not 60 The pictures of him are so Tan my first instinct was to call The NAACP (laughs) Like he's so dark His the, they're like an ad for like some sort of like B-list cologne from like the late '80s, early '90s. He he he's standing next to this like luxury red sports car that could not have been more than like a 1992, maybe a Porsche or something like that. Um, he's the. He's, like, in the mountains, so you can see the mountains in the background. He's, like, you know, the, he's got the suicide doors, and he's standing there like, oh, I'm a, like, a Stetson man. Like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> At least we know the hair is real, because it was the same as it was 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's truly shocking to me what men think women want, but, like, hell, maybe I'm wrong, because... Here we are. (laughs) Lana claims that they have a lot in common, that they like to travel, and that uh, David has an excellent sense of humor, okay? Not that we've ever seen evidence of this. Um, And the producer asks why it is that Lana specifically looks for foreign men. She says that she's never been to the U.S., but she dreams of going because it has great opportunities. That she knows that Las Vegas has a lot of con- casinos and that you can get married very quickly. Like, only in a couple hours. Hmm. Okay. is sitting at a cafe and she gets a call from one of her friends. And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to have a great day tomorrow. Sorry, you guys. I feel like I'm losing my voice. But she says that she's going to have a great day tomorrow because she's meeting an American and he's close to 60 and he lives in Las Vegas. And her friend's like, Oh, that sounds great. Did you meet him off that website? And she's like, yeah. And then Sveta goes, Oh, is he wealthy? And she's like, Lana's like, well, yeah, I think he makes good money. And she's like, Oh, well, I hope you got some good gifts out of it. And Lana laughs. We all laughed, frankly. Um, Lana says that she has met men from these websites before. And they asked, what kind of relationships did you have with these people? But Lana doesn't want to answer. <laughs> so then they do ask if she gets paid to use that website. And she says, no, but there's a lot of blinking happening, which makes me think I'm getting a cut off of this. Right. Um, so then they ask, a producer asks Lana why it is that she did not go to public um, to meet David at that restaurant. And, She just says she changed her mind. (laughs) But she said she does say that she never lied about the other reasons why she didn't come like the other four times that she didn't show up. But now she feels ready to meet David. Um, So then we get back to real time of David and Lana. He is grinning from ear to ear. He keeps laughing and he says, I can't believe you're here. He keeps like grabbing her and hugging her and caressing her, which like would be normal if you were, like, meeting your partner for the first time. But it's also, like, oh, it's just so creepy. <laughs> Dave is just a creep. Um, it, <laughs> I don't know. He's just so weird. So then he whips out his phone so they can use a translator app to speak. Because Lana doesn't seem to speak any sort of English. And he says, like, oh, it's just so great to see. You. Or she says, like, oh, it's so great to see you. I mean, this man is like a pig and shit. Um, The producer asked Lana why she came and Lana says, well, I feel like he's my soulmate, sort of. (laughs) And says, David's a good looking man. She's much better looking than she expected. And that she likes everything about him except for his leather jacket. Amen, girl. David then says like nothing in the past matters and that it's time to, for them to start their life together but we don't really see them do anything besides like just standing there in that courtyard um they walk away and that was really the end of the their episode Their part of the episode hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince. and 365-day returns. Now let's finish. Whew. You guys with Usman and Lisa. Mmm. So, it starts off with them at the hotel. Lisa calls the, the courthouse in Pennsylvania or wherever she got divorced so she could get a copy of her divorce decree. Of course, she's still blaming Usman, like, I oh, don't You know, if he had told me this, he was supposed to be responsible for this. If he had told me that, you know, I could have had it. Like, come on, stupid! Like, don't you? If you you do the research, like, what is it that you're so busy doing? If you are asking him several times to tell him, you know, hit the googles yourself, girl. I know I said this before, but it's just like, come on! Like, everything is his fault. I don't ever see a point where she seems to like him and vice versa but it like it is just she's like she's always mad at him and i don't even <laughs> see like what is the what is in it for her at this point but fortunately they're able to cuz she wants to get married before she leaves for nigeria so she can come back to america and apply for the spousal visa for usman and things work out they're able to get that decree sent digitally so everything will be fine except it isn't um we all know that lisa can only be happy for a couple hours at a time which is exactly what happens so we get a scene of them at dinner and lisa says two hours ago i was very happy but back at the hotel things changed surprise surprise Oh, God. So, Lisa's at dinner, threatening not to marry Usman because she saw what she describes as a whore on his Facebook messenger. She calls this woman a stupid cunt and says that she's been spying on this woman for months. Like, oh, I saw that she commented on your Facebook once, and I've been keeping an eye on her ever since. So, apparently what happened is that one time... Um, Usman posted something about Lisa And them being in a relationship The girl posted a sad emoji And Then at the hotel he She was Trying to get the wifi Set up through his phone Like a hotspot And then his facebook messenger popped up A message from this woman And It was saying something along the lines of like, You know that I love you um (laughs) you're with (laughs) you're with a stupid white woman (laughs) and and he replied something but he called her baby in the messages is looking at her like girl like completely dead-eyed so bored so tired of her antics And he's like, okay, well, she she says that she took pictures of this conversation on her phone. So he's like, okay, well, let me look at your phone then. So she hands it to him. And he's like, okay, well, this woman is just a friend. And since you can see clearly that this woman is saying, like, why are you ignoring me? Why aren't you talking to me? Wouldn't that be evidence that we're not in a relationship? And then I haven't been communicating with her. (laughs) because she's clearly complaining about the fact that I'm not communicating with her oh my god Um, Lisa keeps threatening him and says like you know I'm older than you and I've been playing this game a lot longer and I always win okay well do you because you got cheated on and and dumped that doesn't really sound like winning to me (sighs) you're not even winning the battle against your frizzy hair girl but okay she says that Usman needs to block this woman on his phone or they're not getting married. And Usman finally gets annoyed and says, you know what? I'm not going to be dealing with you always shouting at me. And do you realize that I'm doing you a favor by marrying you? <laughs> truth. Uh, truth. Lisa says, she's like, I have 50 fucking men I in America that I could marry. And Usman says, well, not men like me. Damn right. <laughs> um then lisa goes on to say that uzman like you're not that big of a talent and you're just a local talent you're not a big star fuck you and the little goat that you got and she gets up and says good w- good luck with your life and walks away Ugh, of course of course this never lasts long uzman says you know he gets up and follows her and Usman says, you know, no matter how angry I am, I have to follow her because she came all the way to Nigeria for me. So he goes and chases her and Lisa's like, well, I'm leaving because I don't need Usman or your whores and I'm ready to go back to the land of the free and the decent people. Is that a racist dog whistle Have you've ever heard one? Like, what the hell? This lady is a straight up racist and I heard that on during the reunion at some point she calls uzman the n-word i don't know if this is going to be filmed but she or you know i don't know if they're going to air that part but she did apologize for it on her instagram because um 10 hours of that reunion got leaked so people saw this um yeah she she ap- apologized that i'm using it Big quotes for that. Like, we clearly know that Lisa's very obviously, like, disgusted with black people, African people. She has been nothing but horrific in her treatment of Usman and his culture and the country as a whole. Like, it's truly sick. Like, uh, this woman, like, genuinely, like, Angela might be a bitch, but Lisa is a straight-up racist. And a psychotic person. Like, she is actually unwell. I am not a doctor, but I don't know how you can have so much hate in your heart for a culture, like, clearly. And so much hatred towards men in general. And how... She has no perspective on how she treats him. And I think a lot of that is rooted in her white supremacy. Like, she just feels like she is entitled to treat Usman any way she feels like. Because she feels like she is better than him. And that nothing he could possibly do could ever be better than what she does. Because she is on top and he is below her. Like, straight up. So why you would want to be in a relationship, in a marriage with somebody like that, to me, speaks to some sort of, like, issue going on in your head. You want to call me wrong from, for diagnosing people without a degree? Fine. But the writing's on the wall here, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, they, she claims that if she was in America, she would have changed her phone number already. But, um... She does love him, whatever that means to her. So they sit back down. She's railing again. Usman says, Lisa knows his career and you know that I have these women fans and so if you're going to be looking on my phone and getting upset every time a woman messages me, you're going to get upset real quick and often. And I think that's very true. And it's a very good point. Like he is in the entertainment industry, whether it's small potatoes or not, he has fans. A lot of them are women. If you're going to be mad at every woman that wants to hit on him, then you're going to always be mad. And that isn't really his fault that is his career and if you can't handle it then find somebody who works in an office find somebody whose job is not like to cater to the female gaze like come on um then Lisa says she doesn't think a woman has ever put Usman in his place <laughs> what place stupid like co- <laughs> is she talking about? Usman says that the only way that this relationship can last is with trust and that even though he really wants to go to America, he does not know if it's worth leaving his family to be with a woman who yells at him all the time. Amen. Ugh. It's not even enjoyable to watch Lisa because it's just like she just she's just like a vile human being like even like you can say like on fisa like she was a nightmare but at least it was entertaining and at least you understood for, to a certain extent that like she had a sense of entitlement but she also felt that way because george allowed her to feel that way and pulled the wool out from under her what's the pull the rug out from under her <laughs> um yeah i it's just very weird okay you guys y'all have a great week thank you so much for listening thank me for speaking love you Check it out.